0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. My name is Shad. I'm here tonight with Matt and Brad. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. <laughs> All right.
1: I'm doing good.
0: Excellent. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, guys. Here we are together. It is. This is being recorded on February 25th, 2019. So we're going to have us a good old state of right now episode. There's a whole lot of stuff going on, but before that. There's some things we want to get out of the way. First of all, um, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, We've got a few different ways for you to do it. One of them starts with that big blue F. Isn't that right, Brad?
1: Yep. You can look our Facebook page up. It is the number four corners as one word podcast. Give us a like. Leave us a comment. You know the drill.
2: And then we got the little blue bird. Right, Matt? we do we are on the Twitters uh, we are at podcast four corners that's capital P and podcast that's the number four and corners at podcast four corners uh please uh, go on there follow us uh, let's all discuss wrestling and all things uh I guess UFC comic books whatever you guys want to talk about all right
0: and <clears throat> Um, With the little camera icon, we are on Instagram. It is uh, on there as the number four, Corners Podcast, capital C, capital P, all mashed in there together since they don't allow spaces. Um, I post everything on there, and I try to come up with entertaining pictures to attach to everything. So, all of that out there being said, please hit us up. We would love to hear from you. And... We are also an affiliate with Color and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Color and Elbow, support your local indie wrestler. It is wrestling. It is uh, a tire made for wrestlers and wrestling fans by wrestlers and wrestling fans. Super comfortable, good quality. Doesn't break the bank on expenses. We're waiting to hear Matt's opinion on the flannel shirt if that ever comes around.
2: <laughs> they have a. They have. It's a been. A, it's really been. Nice. It's. It's. It's been cold in D.C., so I could use a, a nice flannel been, know, to keep myself warm.
1: I've been meaning to buy another shirt because I want the the one that has the lucha mask on it, the white one. And yeah. um, mm. I keep forgetting. that <laughs> well, on, man. You know, what, you know how like, when you think about something in the car going to work, you're like, oh, I'll remember to do that tonight, and then you don't do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, believe it or not, I completely get that. Um, but yeah, they got lots of good stuff. And if you use our promo code which is Four Corners Podcast. That's number four, capital C and Corners, capital P and podcast, all mashed together with no spaces. You get 10% off of your order. So hit up Call our Elbow, the wrestling brand. We also have, I guess you could say it was a tradition. You could say it's a, it's a, a habit. You could say it's a
2: pattern of behavior. We say it's a shout out, right, Matt? That's true. We we give a shout out to the man, Epico Cologne. Uh, Guys, I have uh, something to report. I actually went to Epico's favorite restaurant, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. How is? In lovely Baltimore, in lovely Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Uh, Well, actually, one part of that is a lie. Baltimore is not (laughs) lovely at all. But uh, I did go to the seafood place, uh, and my food was pretty great. So, uh, (laughs) Jimmy. uh, hashtag jimmy's uh, famous seafood i think something like that they're on twitter um and they are one of epico's favorites and it's a good establishment so we'll have to
0: tag him for this episode then
1: Uh, i also my my wife okay i was gonna say i also have a good authority that epico was second in line to be cast as hulk hogan in the upcoming biopic
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow that's gonna be pretty awful I'm not, not, not out. Hogan. No. Yeah. He's...
1: That's the first thing I want to know is who are they going to cast as Randy Savage?
0: Uh, you know, I've seen some people bandy around some different names, but in comparison to Hogan, they'd be too tall. <laughs> you know, and who are they going to get to be the warrior?
1: Warrior would be easier, though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Do you think Batista could be that charismatic?
1: I wouldn't hear Batista.
0: He'd have to get get nice and pasty. Anyway, (laughs) that's a little besides the point. Um, So Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Epico Cologne. Um, Sooner or later, this joke's going to pay off somewhere. I don't know how. uh, I don't know where, but something's going to happen.
1: It's going to be one of us getting punched out at a um, show. So, since the last time...
2: Oh. (laughs) You know what it is? It's gonna be me. It's gonna be me going to uh, what is the fan access at WrestleMania and just getting like <laughs> thrown out of the building? <laughs> Epico just kicking me personally out of the building.
0: I can imagine that it's well, you know, if he does know about us, then we can we can call that a, a pseudo endorsement. It's like, oh, it's you guys. God, leave me alone. We're
1: like, he knows who we is, who we
0: are. And if he's like who, then we need to let him know. Anyway, (laughs) um, since the last time we did one of these, uh, there's been a lot that's happened. There have been so many things that have happened. We're going to start off with Elimination Chamber. Now, for those of you that uh, didn't watch it or for some reason don't know, uh, I, I don't know how you could not know with everything that's been going on here lately. There's been some pretty big stuff. I'll give you a, a very quick rundown of the card, but there's one major thing for us to talk about. Um, the pre-show featured Buddy Murphy defeating uh, Kira Tozala. Incidentally, uh, Meltzer gave that match four stars. It was a very good uh, cruiserweight match, so I don't know if you guys got to watch that one or
2: not.
1: No, but Buddy Murphy's kind of been hitting it out of the park um uh match wise on these pay-per-views for like the last 8 months.
0: Yeah, um and so it was it was really good. The next the the show opened and I thought this was a good call for them to open with it. Opened with the um the women's tag title elimination chamber match. Um this was a really fun match to watch. It was really good. So, um Endorsement on that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you know everybody did a good job with their character stuff. Um, everybody did believable things, so it wasn't there. There was none of that. Why? Why is such and such doing this? So it was a good match to watch. Um, the Usos defeated Miz and Shane. I'm waiting for Shane's body to just kind of make like the Blues Mobile at the end of the Blues Brothers and just kind of all collapse at once.
1: Interestingly enough I've heard the Usos might not be re-signing with the company. Oh really? There's rumors floating that they might not.
0: That would be
2: uh that'd be quite a coup wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean what what are they thinking there? Are they thinking that they're going to go to AEW?
1: I'm thinking they want to change the scenery if I had to guess. They're. They've been around for like so, a decade.
2: They have been around a long time. So I, I'm torn on that because for most of their actual WWE career, I haven't cared for them at all. It really was only when they kind of changed their attitude, they got out of like the "I'm a happy Samoan wearing face paint." Once they once they like dropped that whole gimmick, um, and they came like they got the harder edge. That's when I actually started liking them. You know, um, and they put on they put on really good matches, but I don't know where I. What were we going to say?
1: I, where I really started to like them is when they associated them with Roman Reigns and everyone turned on them and instead of like <laughs> instead of actually ignoring it they kind of went with it and they got pretty good heel characters out of it. Yeah. Pretty well, much when I even, pretty much I when they just... murdered Xavier Woods in that rap battle is when I started to love them.
0: They did a really good job murdering him in that. Um
2: yeah, I, I just don't know if they're if they're going to go somewhere. Where they would actually go, um, I'm sure. Look, here's we can kind of talk about this later on in the podcast. But there's a tons of there are tons of guys who theoretically are un, un, like they're unsatisfied with the way things are going for their career in the WWE, and they may want to go to like AEW because they can get you know potentially a good payday. And be featured, but I don't know if everyone's a good fit for that company or that the company would even want people. And, like, I don't even know if they would want the Usos.
1: I think, I think for them too, though, they've been around for 10 years. Like, I bet they've made some decent money. I bet they're tired of traveling all the time.
2: That's they might true. Just want a break. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't know what else they're going to do with them because they've been championed multiple times. Uh, the tag division's like, kind of garbage I and i don't six
0: times with this one
2: yeah like there's only so many times they can either work the new day or the bar i mean that's pretty much like who they fight with they've, they've faced them for like how many times over the last year
1: five thousand
2: yeah, yeah several
0: several thousand times um i don't know they could, maybe if the, the push on raw continues and then we might get and make I mean, me no more opponents out of it, but wow, they've I feel... only
1: been champions six times. It feels like they've been champions like literally 50,000 times.
2: Yeah. I th- They could potentially, I guess in theory, go to like New Japan. New Japan has some Owens there, but I feel like that's kind of saturated already.
1: I feel like they'd be a good fit there stylistically, though.
2: Yeah, I think they'd actually have some interesting matches. Um,. Yeah, it, it it would be interesting to
0: see them because they've got, I guess, for lack of, lack of a better term, they've got work rate. It's they don't. I kind of think they're under orders not to mix it up a lot, you know. But um, I like the um, I, li- I even like them as the face paint wearing haka singing uh, faces until it just. Went on forever, and the USO Penitentiary has a lot more, a um, lot more personality. Yeah. Plus, they took the tag titles off of the Miz Shane McMahon team, which was really—it felt pointless. It's just set up for Mania, but I don't know who's turning on who.
1: Do you know? Uh, because it's going to come up. Do you know Shane McMahon's only eleven years younger than um, Arn Anderson?
0: Really. I did not know that. Huh? No, I had no idea.
1: Yeah, Arn's only sixty. Kind of surprising.
0: Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: Which means what? It. What are well, we that, in? We're, that, well, the thing with Arn is that he's looked like forty-five for the last thirty years. So. He
1: looked If you go into like the only time he looked a little youngish was when um like 1985 Jim Crockett promotion when he dressed a little stylish and um
2: he had a little bit of like a baby face a little bit yeah. is that before he grew the beard in no he had the beard but it wasn't uh he still he had like kind of like fat puffy cheeks a little bit
1: yeah there's, a little bit of a
2: baby face Yeah. is that uh, is that pre-bald
1: spot <laughs> and he had like that um
2: uh the bald spot was not as prevalent okay
1: he kind of had that um that kind of like teenage soft body a bit Okay. Kind of what you But yes, I just looked it up. He's 60 years old.
0: That means that he was he was less than 40 whenever he gave up his spot in the Horseman. Yep. Wow, that's Ah, it's it's a shame that that happened to him. Um I'm going to move us on down down the card here a little bit. Uh the next match on the card was um Finn Bálor winning over Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match and coming away with the Intercontinental title as a, I guess, wow, you had a really good match with Brock. I guess we should have been doing something with you the whole time. Here's the Intercontinental title. Which subsequently split up Lashley and Leo Rush, which means that now Lashley has no personality and Leo Rush has nothing to do.
1: I thought they kind of like reunited them.
2: (laughs) Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean i would like to talk about the raw that followed this show uh, a little bit later on but yeah they they did break up for all of one night oh okay yeah well and i didn't like i actually did not like the booking of this at all because it's like you literally had finn balor facing off against your world champion like the previous pay-per-view just have him beat bobby lashley bobby lashley yeah. doesn't need to be protected that you have leo rush who is half the size of of Finn Balor and Balor's not a gigantic guy. You don't need to have him be the one to take the pinfall here. I, I mean, I understand if they were going to go some like intricate uh, way with with Leo Rush and then uh, Bobby Lashley feuding, but they're they're not going to do that. So I don't know. It's stupid. Like just give Balor a win for God's sakes.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: I, I can't argue with that. The the match was. Uh, it, yeah, just, we, this, this started the skid on the card, and this was the bet. Well, I, I can't really say that. This started kind of the low point of the card, because up to this point, everything had been either really good or just fine, and then you had this, and it was, it was okay. Um, and then after this, it was, uh, <clears throat> Ronda Rousey defeating Ruby Riot by submission in a everyone saw this ending coming match um charlotte sat at ringside and so charlotte and Rhonda started you know jawing with each other and then uh the newest member of the x-men came out of the crowd she <laughs> came out
1: she absolutely
0: crutches.
2: had it. yeah she absolutely had like an x-men outfit on
0: yes What is it? well yeah i guess it was biker leathers but um she came out on crutches go ahead brad
1: I was gonna say, why is it that they want this triple threat for Mania, and they don't know how to get there whatsoever?
0: I, gosh, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. Well, let me finish the the recap. They had they had those two in the ring, and then here comes Becky. She makes her way up through one of the aisles at ringside, through the timekeeper's position, which apparently is just open to the crowd on one side. And goes in the ring. And they're both looking at her like, yeah, what are you going to do, Becky? You've got this knee injury. Becky takes the crutches and starts beating the living crap out of them. To the point where, uh, like, apparently Ronda requested that Becky lay it in, is the rumor I've heard. So Becky laid it in and beat the fire out of both of them. And the crowd... Went ballistic because of course they will, and then they they walk Becky off in in handcuffs. I'm kind of wondering, is this the best way they've got to do it? Is to have Becky have this worked injury and and use that as the excuse? It it kind of seems like they're doing the pseudo Austin thing with her, but they're they're it's like they're trying to hold the ball with butter all over there.
1: Hey, guys, we had we had a brief technical difficulty, so we're going to pick back up. Matt's going to talk about Becky Lynch's, I guess, worked injury.
2: Yeah, I was just expressing my like frustration that if they're going to actually give her like the Steve Austin treatment, then just go like full force with the Steve Austin treatment. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I'm I'm confused as the, the purpose of the whole like she has an injury, but wait, she's also suspended. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like yeah. I don't know what they're doing. At least, at least the thing that I liked was that they had her go out there, and even though she's quote unquote injured, she showed that she was willing to fight and actually, you know, destroyed Rhonda and Charlotte with the crutch. Uh, that kind of kept her strong. But I'm I'm really kind of confused and frustrated by the booking. I really don't know what they want to do. They they're throwing like like everything out there. There's a lot of spinning plates with this angle. Right. Right.
1: It's like they're. It's like they're trying to keep them apart in like a really counterproductive way.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. I have to wonder how far they would go for it because it's. I, I kind of doubt that. Uh, I kind of doubt that. Um, you know, she's going to drag Vince McMahon to the middle of the ring after holding him hostage with a fake gun pull the trigger and get a bang flag and Vince is going to piss himself over it. So I don't know. It's it's. I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, They're making it more complicated than they need to. You got these three. They're they're pissed at each other. Just Becky comes back and said, you know, Becky comes back. She's like, oh, by the way, I've been cleared And I still have my, she like pulls up the, the, the rumble contract says, no, I still have my shot or something. I don't know. They, they've made it much more difficult than it needs to be, (sighs) but it was awesome seeing Becky just lay into the two of them. Uh, the next match.
1: Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. I have to play the appropriate music for the next part. Okay, you can talk now.
2: Alright,
0: uh, the next match was a no DQ Baron Corman versus Von St- Braun Strowman.
1: This is not the version <laughs> of this I wanted.
0: <laughs> hey, guess what we got out of this match? The exact same thing we've seen before.
1: So you mean like um...
0: Baron honor are out there and then Baron's buddies show up and they beat up Braun and it's like, what,
1: what are we, Wait,
2: what, what version of this song were you trying to play?
1: I was trying to get, like, the standard one, but, you know, YouTube's, like, YouTube's, <laughs> like, sucks for searching for things.
2: Their algorithm's kind of bad.
1: Yeah, because I just wanted to play a Danny Boy to, you know, um, kind of signal the end of, like, Braun Strowman's hopes and dreams of ever, like amounting to anything in the wwe going forward ah and is over this
0: yeah
2: let's see (laughs) now we're just gonna we're just gonna find this song yes yeah
1: there we go yeah and so (laughs) this
2: is the irish tenors good call and I don't. I never did. I ever think that we'd actually be playing Danny and Boy on this podcast. That's not something I thought would happen.
0: Look, when when it's appropriate, it's appropriate.
1: It is appropriate for this because why? Why is Baron Corbin still a thing? Like, did why, they not see the ratings when he was? Why? Why in? is
2: Braun getting jobbed out? Well. Meltzer uh, Dave Meltzer brought up a good point Regarding that uh, They didn't want to have They they did a, a bait and switch with the Royal Rumble Where it's like, oh, Lesnar versus Braun And then they did this whole like Injury thing where it's like, well, actually Braun Can't face Lesnar because he's injured To try and, and try and keep Braun Strong Or at least like not have him Lose to Brock Lesnar And here you are, you literally have him Getting his ass handed to him slash destroyed by baron corbin and yes baron corbin and like a few other people but still like it's what I, is there any explanation other than baron corbin must be someone's pet project where he's very well liked by vince or something is he friends with vince do they get golfing together like what's the story
1: he i don't know a, how many times can you absolutely fail i mean the ratings when they built raw around him were historically low How many chances should you get when you tank ratings that bad?
0: I I just look. Hey, here's a question. Has Corbin gotten like the heel come up and shit? I guess he did once when Braun was like, oh, this is no DQ. Here's the people you've been screwing with. And everyone beat him up on which show was that? Yeah, that was rumble. No, it wasn't rumble. What was it?
1: Yeah, but that doesn't work when you're back to being at, like the exact same spot on the card, still getting pushed afterwards.
0: No, you're right. It doesn't. So, I don't know what they're, what are they doing? It seems like they've got it, like they've done so many times in the past few years. It's stuck in neutral and it's not going anywhere, and it's just hurting everybody.
1: I'd say bronze dead. Like they're gonna. Ha- he needs rehab work now. I don't spent, know, man. It's they've it's... spent. They've spent like the last since SummerSlam they've made him look like a bitch every chance they can get like on pay-per-view
2: and that's really unfortunate because they really could have had him be like another big thing even if they're not gonna put the title on him he could have been kind I've said this before he could kind of be like this this era's version of undertaker not that it's the same gimmick or something but undertaker was this like you know this big dude who could put on some good matches he was believable as like a monster uh, they could have had that with him they could have had him i mean he's he's in his like mid to late 30s i think so it's not as if they're gonna have like 20 years with the guy but they could have had they could have built him up strong right now uh, maybe give him a run with the title Or at least just kept him big And then in a few years when his career Is uh, dwindling down They can have him come back for big matches And probably in a way that it hasn't worked out For other guys like Big Show who they've also kind of treated as a joke Historically over the last like 20 years But
1: and, you I know, don't know I understand like I understand he can't win Every match it's the fact that they, Like every pay-per-view he comes out Looking like an absolute chump
2: Yeah
0: my the best I can come up with in terms of a of a I guess an analog is if you're gonna do this someone, you know, it at some point the giants gotta win. Like Andre didn't look like a chump all the time. Andre just didn't wrestle that much, I guess, but you didn't do that to Andre. You, you, that's why people got so mad when a midget beat a giant, right? So what, it's the same thing, like what what happened with Bray is like, oh no, we want to be this generation's undertakers. like you guys realize you have to build these people before you can just put them into that slot, right? You don't. Um, well, okay. Well, I guess if you if you just want to ruin who's supposed to be your top stars out of this generation, go ahead. Who am I to stop you?
2: So. You know what frustrates me about this particular match in particular? Uh, It's that they probably thought, oh, we're keeping him strong with this finish. And it's like, you're not, though. You can do that once. But if you do it again, he doesn't look
0: strong. He looks like a moron. Yeah. You know, it, it looks like he's like, oh, this has happened before. I'm neither prepared for it, nor can I fight it off now. So... I don't know. I, I'm uh, I I we I guess he's just adrift and we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll get a win at Mania.
1: I mean, they don't even have a Mania card yet, so They
2: really don't. And I, again, that that's I'm like frustrated with the booking outside of uh, what we're going to talk about in the next match, which is like the one thing they're really doing right, but yeah. I, I like it's insane to me that we're 5 weeks out. And yep. in about five weeks, I had to look at a calendar, and they don't even have like a, a firm card. Like outside of outside of Ronda, the trip, the the three way with Ronda and Becky and Charlotte, and uh, I guess Rollins, Lesnar. Like, do you have any idea what the rest of the card is going to be? Like, you have no, I, I have no well, concept.
1: I don't even know. I, they, I don't... There's
2: not even really good implications as to how they're going to.
0: Yeah, get. I assume that Daniel Bryan will face somebody. I assume that the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal will happen. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Like,
1: I, I would say you can't even count on Lesnar Rollins 100% because Rollins keeps like getting his return set back.
2: Yeah, because he's still hurt. Yeah, but we can't go with a guy like Finn Balor. No. No, no, because Finn Snakebit. Yeah, he, yeah he's injury prone Even though he hasn't had an injury For you know months Now at least And uh, Rollins as far as I know Is still hurt like his back is all Messed up and the reason he's not Wrestling or doing anything is because They literally have to save Him from having any sort of I guess Extreme physical activity Until the Mania match
1: But So this is what I don't understand About that like going going Past my feelings about Rollins like, why, if, you, if your idea is to put the belt on him, if he's that hurt right now, why would you put the belt on him? What happens if, like, he, get you give him the belt and he gets hurt, like, immediately afterwards? Which, you know, kind of just happened to you.
0: Yeah. Well, this is... I don't know. Well, I I feel like they've got rose-colored glasses whenever they look at him. Because oh, no, 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 it'll work. Well, no, he's a this trip, time.
1: He's a Triple H guy, so of course he's gonna get. Yeah, and my
2: thing is like, if you put the belt on him, who are you gonna feud him with? Raw has like a a hundred heels, and they're all kind of like stale. And well, he's already he's already faced most of them before.
1: I think like I think Rollins versus Drew McIntyre could have been interesting, but like they haven't done a damn thing with McIntyre. Not Drew's
2: lately. sitting in neutral, and he's not going anywhere. And they've kind of already done that a little bit previously. Yeah. I know it was more like it was more like Ziggler McIntyre versus Rollins, and
1: and and you can't yeah. even bring Joe over because they did Joe Rollins a couple years ago.
2: I think you could bu- you could build towards McIntyre Rollins and but that's something that maybe you would consider like for SummerSlam and that's months away.
1: You know the problem the problem is is their stupid two world title things because honestly like the way their arcs have gone like Rollins versus Daniel Bryan would actually be a good solid direction but you can't do that by the way you have your show constructed your shows mm-hmm. constructed.
0: Yeah and well in. And- On one hand, I'm glad they've got the two world titles, because if they didn't, would we be getting this awesome Daniel Bryan run we're getting right now? Like, would we be getting that? Or would it just be like, nope, nope, Lesnar has the title, Rollins is going to be the one beat him, and then Daniel Bryan's sitting over on SmackDown going, I want to go home.
1: No, probably not. I guess you could, I mean, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't like it, but Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins is kind of new,
0: They did do that once at Mania, the Mania when Rollins first won the title because Rollins went for the curb stomp and and Orton flipped him, flipped him over when he went for it and RKO'd him out of a backflip or something.
1: Oh, I mean, but that would at least be different. That's true. You know what they really need to do is, um, and I think it would work is Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. But I, they've, I but could again, see
0: that, that. They, they, are you think Rush,
1: to no, I mean, they, they haven't done a good job with him, but this is, this is kind of where Bobby Lashley's character works better. And I think, I think Leo Rush really gives a good element and he would be good with the promos.
2: I mean, I think, I think in, in, in all logic, they should go that route because I think Lashley. Theoretically is believable, but I don't think I don't really see where anyone's going to care because they haven't done much
1: with him. Well, that's the problem though. Like I- I'm, I'm throwing out names of guys that I think if they had been built properly, it'd be interesting. But like you would have had to actually put um, effort into Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Honestly, because the matches would be good. Like Seth Rollins versus Buddy Murphy would be interesting, but no one would give a crap either. Yeah.
0: Well, there's there's just not enough build again. So, that's that's they're they're stuck in idle booking. Problem is that no one's built up. Everyone's either stale or looks like a chump, and there's there's nowhere to go with it. On the other hand, if we go over to SmackDown, which leads into the uh, the elimination men's elimination chamber for the elimination chamber event, um which had Daniel Bryan versus AJ versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton versus Joe versus Kofi Kingston, we got to see something very special happen.
1: Yeah, so um, this is the only match on this card I watched. So short story, Shad and I were supposed to do like a dark match on this and um, Skype would not work last week. So it kind of got rolled into this. But so I kind of look at this. This was a very kind of shitty Elimination Chamber match. Attached to a really, really good Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston match.
0: See, I'll disagree with you. I thought it was a perfectly serviceable Elimination Chamber match, but the Bryan-Kingston part of it was outstanding. See,
1: my problem yeah. with the Elimination Chamber part was Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy were absolutely useless in it, and they might as well have just thrown someone else in there.
0: I think they it are, would have been better with other people in those spots, but I thought it was fine. Well, what do you sure. think, Matt?
1: Yeah, I, I feel
2: like they were absolutely superfluous in this. Like the, they were, I didn't care about them.
1: The crowd and didn't care crap about it until no, it was Kofi, Daniel Bryan. No, and,
2: and when it was like Orton last, like I actually started to get nervous. Uh, I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? Because they love their Randy Orton. Like even they when it, to the point where it's, I mean, or, or does anyone care anymore? No. With Randy, uh, I really don't know. So that's but... the guy. I mean, it's not that I don't even think the guy like can't can't go anymore. Like I think he still have good matches. It's just I I have no, I don't care.
1: It's been done over and over again. So my my chiefest the only complaint I really have here, and it goes back to um, when Matt and I were talking about the Tanahashi J White match. I kind of feel like someone should have, someone in the back should have audible this halfway through and had Kofi win the belt.
0: That would have been a huge shock. Like going into this, I did not expect uh, Brian to drop the belt. Right? I didn't. I didn't expect that to happen. If it had, if it had happened, that would have been a huge shock. But to see. The reaction that Kofi got was, I mean, the crowd was more electric than I've seen them in a long time. And they're listening. Kofi is apparently facing Brian at uh, Fastlane. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? It, yeah. I don't understand why there is another pay per view in between Elimination Chamber and Mania, but because that leaves, what, two, three weeks? if they don't continue Kofi on to Mania, that only leaves like what, two or three weeks to build someone to face no, Brian is... at Mania. So I, this pay per I... is
1: always terrible because they always have to do this awkward pivot to that and then pivot to Mania, like, um, between them. And I think this is some relic of the split pay-per-views, but I think it, mm. but no, that's not true because they had that Dean Ambrose or triple H match. I think. Yeah. When they did Triple H and Roman at Mania,
2: yeah, I I got a couple of things to say. Um, one. I guess this is the Kofi being in this spot was because uh, what's his name? Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Yeah, he got injured. Uh, I don't know. Did he break an orbital bone? I don't think he. I don't think it was that severe, but he definitely got a concussion.
0: Yeah, he got um, a really bad concussion, is my understanding.
2: Yeah, uh, if he, this is Kofi's participation in this match was originally going to be Ali's spot. Do you think it would have been booked the same way or there would have been quite the reaction with him?
1: I think, um, I don't think there would have been quite the same reaction, but I think they would have done the same booking because it would mm-hmm. have been their way of making, because he's on, he was on some list Daniel Bryan wants to work with and that's kind yeah. of where some of his pushes come from. So I think this was giving him his big match with, um, I think that's Daniel. Bryan. I think that's
2: yeah. I, to me, that's an obvious because I don't see how he could escape kind of like the hellscape that is Two O Five Live. Just the the vast wasteland that is that show. No offense to any of those guys, but I, he basically escaped that to make it onto one of the main roster shows. So they obviously yeah. had big plans for him.
1: I will. Um, I will defend Two O Five Live. It is a really good show in a vacuum. It's just they work in front of dead crowds and um, yeah. they don't do anything with them, but the show itself is actually pretty good. Oh,
2: no. Yeah, I know the wrestling is actually great, and a lot of those guys are incredibly talented and outside the, of, like, the outside of the Lucha House Party.
1: decent, too.
0: Yeah. It's just they don't, first of all, they don't do anything, and second, like you said, they do it in front of a dead crowd, which is, God, that's disheartening.
1: You know, um, the problem is that they do it live, so th- think about this. You go to SmackDown, and you watch, like, the big stars, and then they do their big go-off-the-air thing, and then the cruiserweights come out. Like, it is the dumbest, like, setup I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. It's not doing him any favors. Now, yeah. Ali, by the way, with his, I guess, YouTube style promos, those are excellent. Those are fantastic. And Ali is a great underdog babyface. I hate that he got hurt and missed out on this. But on the other hand, I love that Kofi got this opportunity. And. Kofi made like in the gaunt, they had a gauntlet before this, if you happen to miss it out there, where whoever won the gauntlet got to be the last person out of the pod in the elimination chamber. Kofi went through three other people, so um he got to Styles, and he, I mean he owned it. Styles comes out and Styles is trying to. You know, give Kofi a break because he he just you know went through three other guys. He was out in the ring for an hour solid, and Kofi's just throws down on him. He's no, I've been waiting eleven years for this. Let's do it and just throws down. Now Styles put him away, but on the other hand, God, just so much fire! And then he comes out here and he does this match, and it's so good. And the crowd is chanting his name so much that they they looked and they went, okay, well we're gonna have. Kofi versus Brian at Fastlane. They need to continue this on. There is so much heat in this. There is so much money to be made in this that they can't. It would be foolish. I know, not a huge shocker that if they would, if you know, they would cut their own throat to stick with what they wanted to do, but they would be foolish not to continue this on because it would be amazing.
1: Yeah, but they've been really bad about adjusting on the fly to these things. Like Their natural inclination is to squash it, which I don't think they do to the New Day, but I don't think they're going to. What they need to do here is they need to just throw their plans out of the window and give him the belt, but I don't think that they have the... I don't think they're set up to do that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think... Honestly, I think that they have long-term plans, obviously, with as Brian with the heel champion. They wouldn't have given him, like, a new championship belt if they don't have some sort of intention to have him keep the title for a little bit. But I, I, I totally think it's smart to maybe have Kofi win the title at Fastlane and then do the rematch at Mania where they have even, like, you know, a, a base. I don't know if you would count Elimination Chamber as, like, a first match, but you would have a, a third match. Uh, between the two, and you could have you could have Daniel win it back again if you want yeah. to continue on with him. Just just but
0: don't make it the last. Well, it wouldn't be the last match on the card anyway. Yeah, this
2: is the first time in
0: more than a year that the WWE title has headlined uh, a show.
2: Yeah, so it, it, the reason why I think uh, I think Brad hit it like right on the head. The reason why I, I think the people really loved or are really got into Kofi and everything is because. It was organic, or I mean, it is and it isn't. I guess the booking was, you know, to make to, even if he's in the Ali spot, it was to kind of have him, you know, get this push and everything. But I think because people, it was something different. It was obviously something that wasn't exactly planned. Maybe this was just like a short-term thing, but people just latched onto it because it's a guy they've liked and respected for years, in Kofi. And it felt, like, fresh, and it felt like something that wasn't being, like, shoved down our throats.
1: I think with how boring, yeah. like, the product's been for, like, the last couple years, it seems yeah. like anytime something kind of, like, different or, you know, unexpected happened, which unexpected things don't happen very often, like, the crowd immediately, like, latches onto it.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they don't take any risks. They don't? No. They're, they... they're extraordinarily risk-averse. Yeah. And if if they would be willing to take some risks, I think they would have a much better product, which I'm gonna is why I am so um, intrigued by AEW is because I think it will force them to do that. I, I don't I don't think they're gonna be able to coast if they have actual competition. I'm not saying AEW is gonna be WCW sized because there's there's too much. Um, there's, there's just too much uh, to compare, but that's what I'm really wanting is I, I'm wanting to see something that'll push them to start trying things again and to react to the crowd as opposed to telling the crowd what to react to.
1: So I have a question for you guys since we're, yep. we're getting towards the, the end of the show here. So they made a, they made a well, kind of a flurry of hirings of agents. like they pretty much signed everyone. I think the yep. last two weeks. So what did you guys think about them uh rehiring Bruce Pritchard?
2: I think it's uh, dumb. I'm not
1: really a fan. I I'm a, I'm torn on it because here's 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 my, my sides of logic on it. He obviously has um a large base of wrestling knowledge. He um he's worked with Vince before. And I think he um I think he does have a good understanding at least of what's worked and not worked in the past. Like I think he understands that on a degree, but I also think the problem is with the hiring is it's Vince looking backwards instead of forwards. And I think some, I think a lot of their problems has been like not looking forward enough.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's almost, it. it's not quite the level of, he wants a yes man, but it's almost like he wants a yes man. Like he's 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 just. Uh, I mean, is is Pritchard going to be the one telling Vince? You know, you're wrong. You need to go this booking route. Like I don't think that he will. I'd like to be proven wrong. It, it
0: could be. It it could be that Pritchard might be one of the. Like if Vince knows Pritchard is in his corner and Pritchard says, "Look, we got to change this." It might be the one person that he would listen to, but. Uh, that that's a hail mary, and I know it.
1: So, he's also really young too. I was looking at his age, and it's crazy how young he is.
0: How how young is he?
1: When he well, let me look it up. It's gonna surprise you. Um, he is fifty five. Really? Yeah, he was doing Brother Love in his twenties.
0: And he was on creative at that point too. Yeah, which is why he was only doing the brother. Wow, that's.
1: I think the other problem though is like, um. If you brought Jim Cornette in, I'd be against it because Jim Cornette's like kind of out of touch, and I feel like I feel like they need to go with some younger blood.
0: There is the the only. Um, disagreement I have with you on that is Cornette understands like the basics behind it on almost an instinctual level right
1: yeah but when he booked Ring of Honor like it was terrible like he didn't know he didn't know how to operate within like a modern wrestling environment
0: well let yeah. me finish hmm. if there was a way to have him be handling the the underpinnings and then he sets out the basic structure and then you had somebody else Who could take that structure and then put like the new coat of paint on it or the new shine on it, I think that would be great. It's just how do you put those two things together? What's the peanut butter to the chocolate there? And then how do you keep Vince from coming in and just like, you know, knocking everything over and changing it? I don't know. I I, I wish I had a good answer, but I don't know.
1: I think the problem is they really need to figure out how to get Vince out of the creative side.
0: Um, not to be morbid, but I think that would take a major health event uh, but, for that
1: to happen. But like, take the bringing the NXT guys up. Like, you didn't even do anything with the last set you brought up. But like, it's obvious Vince understands what the problems are, but he doesn't understand how to. Actually, fix them.
0: The fact that his statement was just bring the the best four guys out out of NXT. Yeah,
2: I wanted to talk about that briefly. Yeah. So at at Raw the night after Elimination Chamber, they brought up Ricochet, Aleister Black, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano, Uh, and they had they had what they had Ricochet teaming with balor against lashley and leo rush so the leo rush lashley breakup lasted all of like 24 hours um Incidentally, and they had mm-hmm. triple h had
0: to stop that from being a uh ricochet versus balor match where ricochet would lose because yeah. that was the original plan
2: yeah and he would he was able to convince vince that uh, that's a bad idea um And then they had Alistair Black. Who did Alistair Black face? Was it Elias? Yeah, I think it was Elias. Okay. Uh, And then they also had uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano teaming, (laughs) a tag team against uh, I think they beat uh, the Revival, right? And then yeah, they beat. Did they face? Who did they face the next night on SmackDown? Was it the Bar? Was it? Uh, I can't recall. Or did was it a singles? Was it like Gargano versus Cesaro? No, I thought it, no, it was a tag team match, and it was the bar because uh, Champa took Champa did a move. He did like a sunset flip powerbomb on uh, on Sheamus. Oh, that's right, and it and just he, thought... Sheamus. I I almost want to say like didn't do the move right i mean i understand the guy's neck is like made of graham crackers so maybe he didn't want to take the bump but he he almost hurt himself this is like neither here nor there it's just that they brought all four of those guys up with no plan other than vince for many different reasons is like freaking out about the ratings and several other things so he just had them bring the four guys who you know were quote unquote the best or ready and it's kind of it's just it's very indicative of like how Vince it's he I don't know what's going on I don't know what the booking is I I think bringing Ricochet up probably is a little too soon but he at least I think could probably do fine on Raw Uh, Aleister Black like I think he's he should be brought up but I don't know what they're going to do with him and they need
0: to not refer to him as a
2: moody yeah that's just a complete misunderstanding of (laughs) And the problem with bringing uh, Champa and Gargano up, uh, especially as a tag team, where there's, they're like you know acting like they're best buds, is that that completely ruins the storyline that they've been building an entire year. Uh, yeah. Which, in theory, it's still going to be Gargano versus Champa at uh, NXT Takeover uh, Mania Weekend, but who knows? Because on the main shows, they're kind of like a tag team now. When really, like if you are bringing those guys up, you should have Champa. In my opinion, I mean I'm not that just I'm I'm a fan of him, but I think he's a guy you literally could bring up, maybe you put him on SmackDown or something, and you could have him be like really like a top heel, like yeah. immediately.
1: I don't know why they didn't just like put Ciampa in like um Daniel Bryan's like Eco Warriors group.
2: I I feel like Ciampa would I don't think his feel... thing works as kind of a loner yeah. Things, but. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually mind if I had to fantasy book this. I wouldn't mind him having kind of like some underlings or something. You could have him almost kind of quasi have a stable. I'd probably like since you're not really doing much of anything with them uh, once they're both healthy. I, I would put like the authors of pain or something with him. Yeah, mm.
1: that's a good that, idea. That, actually, that would, that would be
2: really would good. Be like, yeah, that would be interesting to have like them be like a three man team where they're based. The authors of pain are basically like doing champa's bidding like yeah. hurting his opponents or whatever yeah, no, um, while you no, still have him like as a main level guy
1: no piss fetish either
2: no 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 yeah. that's god yeah that would be a good way to to rehab them is
0: champa brings them back he say he finds them at some point he says listen i know what you guys are capable of you are better than this I expect more of you. I can lead you to that if you will listen and follow me. All you have to do is one backstage segment, and all of a sudden it can be like, okay, all right, I'm buying in. Let's do this. And then, oddly enough, let them run rampant over some people a little bit. And um, there you go. You've got you've got a new big heel. You've got a rehab tag team. You know you can you can do some good stuff with that. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see, I guess. It just frustrates me. So.
1: Yeah, it's it's so weird though because it feels like without the part-timers coming in for Mania, they don't know what to do. That's what it feels like with this year's card.
2: Well, there's good news. <laughs> if you hear the rumors, uh I I'm not watching it live, but I guess Batista is supposed to be coming back to to Raw tonight. He's well, make an appearance, So maybe maybe we'll get a part timer.
0: There's another good. There's another piece of good news as well. Um, so we'll 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 put this out there and then we'll talk about it more later. But um, uh, I hope you guys don't mind if it's me that spills it. Uh, sure. Okay. That uh, Roman came out on Raw and announced his leukemia was in remission. So we are we are happy. For, we're happy for the guy because I,
1: I have it, to complain. Answer sucks I have to uh, I have to echo melter though the way they did this was really scummy like this is what you do in a PR release you don't
0: yeah doing it to spike ratings is
1: yeah that was that was scummy this this mm. is again like the Dean thing like this was a real life um thing and yeah. uh, you don't do that as an angle on raw you do a PR announcement. Yeah, and then yeah, you and can then... have him come out on Raw, and like talk about it. But this isn't something you, you go like, Roman has an announcement. Like you don't, you don't, okay? So, I'm I'm sure you both do. You both have elderly parents.
0: My parents aren't that old.
1: Okay, so I have elderly parents. My my mom's in her early seventies. My dad's in his late sixties. You don't, you don't do that, when like when uh it could be something bad.
0: Like Oh yeah. Okay, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, you you, you know, don't you don't put this out there when it could be a, a a bad news announcement.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't do that shit when when that when your headspace can go to bad things. You don't do that. Like that's just it's 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 wrong.
0: If they had announced they put out a release that said, "Hey, um, Roman said that it was in permission and that whenever he showed up, you would get the massive pop that he got tonight. And, and then, you know, you wouldn't have to have this happen. Yeah. So
1: this is the equivalent of like one of your parents calling you at work who never calls you at work. And then them being surprised when you're like, who died? And like, why do you think that? Like, because you have you haven't called me at work in five years.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, well, with that, um, that kind of brings us up to right now. And, um, we wanted to go ahead and, and, and get this through and get this out with everything going on. So did you guys have any closing thoughts you wanted to leave it with?
1: Uh, homework assignment for next week, folks, Super Brawl two. Nineteen
0: ninety two, yes. We'll be doing a uh, we'll be doing a retrospective on that. So we're
2: we're really looking forward to it.
0: Well, uh, Matt, was there any closing thought you wanted to have?
2: No, I kinda ex- express my like frustrations with how some of the booking is going on right now. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I don't, I don't all want right. to be
1: so negative. They just frustrate me to no end. That's,
2: yeah. Yeah. I had the same way.
0: I, I get really frustrated with missed potential as I know I've said before. So, well guys, this is, um, this has been another episode of the, uh, four corners podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. Please hit us up on social media and we'll see you next time.